When you network, have you considered connecting with those who have military experience? In today's episode, our special guest is Blake Hogan, CEO of Bunker Labs, where entrepreneurs and veterans meet, connect, and build their businesses. Stay tuned for his inspiring journey of how he started his business after being in the Marines and now has grown into taking care of this nonprofit. You won't want to miss it. Yo, what's up, everyone? This is Joe Bogdan from the Llama Leadership Team and co-host of the Llama Lounge Podcast. And I wanted to share with you this amazing opportunity to become a published author and become a fire starter. Does the thought of collaborating and connecting with a diverse group of creative thought leaders appeal to you? Well, it did to me, and joining the Firestarters Book Project was an amazingly easy and fun way to get my feet wet in the published author space. Shay and Christine made it so easy to navigate through the publishing realm and gave me the blessed opportunity to share my story with the world, and they would love to do the same for you. They are seeking aspiring authors like you to collaborate with them, and the best part is that they are going to do all of the hard work for you. All you have to do is commit to the process. You have nothing to lose and so much to gain. So join the team by visiting firestartersbookproject.com and tell them Joe sent you. It will change your life for the better, I promise. Welcome to the Power of Investing in People podcast. I am your host, Shay Sparks, Chief Excitement Officer of Sparks of Fire International, where we get you fired up about your life and your business by transforming trauma into treasure. Check out my new co-author collaborative book called Hashtag Firestarters, How to Be a Spark of Hope in the Midst of Change on my website at shaysparks.com. And while you're there, feel free to connect with me with all the social media links, LinkedIn, YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. And today, our guest is the incredible Blake Hogan. Welcome to the show, Blake. Jay, thank you for having me. It's an honor to be on. And thank you. Know, I know you're super busy. And so I appreciate your, your just taking time to be here. Now, I love this stuff. This is, this is my favorite part of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, for those of you who don't know, Blake is now serving as the CEO, Chief Executive Officer of Bunker Labs. And he has been with Bunker Labs in all the earliest days and at all levels of the organization. And he served as a Marine officer in a former, former life before the Bunker Labs. And he is passionate about military connected community and is a serial entrepreneur. So Blake, I love love, love what you do with Bunker Labs, and I cannot wait to jump in. And first off, I always like to start off with the first question of what does investing in people mean to you? Yeah. Well, first of all, I'm now officially changing my title to Chief Excitement Officer. Yeah. Uh, like, I, <laughs> so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go update, <coughs> update that on LinkedIn. Uh, <laughs> the power of investing in people is, well, like, first of all, it's a choice. I and mean, I think it's a, it, like, it's a conscious choice to either do it or not do it. Um, and I've had lots of people invest in me. And I think it's like, you know, one of the reasons I became a Marine was seeing, you know, leaders like my granddad, who was like, you know, World War II, greatest generation, you know, five foot nothing sailor from a small town, Minnesota, mm-hmm. who like took on the world. Right. And, um, and seeing people like that, that, you know, were, were my role models. And I think that's just like something that's been ingrained in me um at a, at an early age and i think anybody that that goes on to serve in the military has that in their in their at their core to be a servant leader it's been a hell of a ride uh serving as bunker ceo and 
you know, a, frankly, kind of a redemptive ride after my, you know, unorthodox Marine Corps career. This gives, gave me a place to to serve in a way that I, I felt like I could and should. And bottom line to me, I think uh, I'm, I'm really lucky to, to live where I live and have met the people that I've met. And I have an obligation to to pay that forward. Well, I love that you mentioned servant leaderhood. And so I'm just wondering, like, how did, what was your first uh, exposure to seeing a servant leaderhood? That's a great question. I mean, I think my grandpa is probably the one that, that like, you know, because he, he was just like this humble dude, that, you know, and, but you saw like this strength in him. It's kind of a silly story, but it's one that stuck with me. Yeah. Um, so I thought I was going to be, you know, like, like every um, little kid, it's like, you're going to be an astronaut or a football player, or, you know, surgeon. And I was like, I'm going to be a quarterback. But I was like this size, like 140 pounds in high school. So like none of, that didn't materialize. Um, but I, I, I would go to these, these quarterback camps and this guy's name was Jeff Tricky. And he was like the real world, world Ted Lasso. Um, okay. And and I, I remember him, uh, he, his T-shirts every year on the back would say, accept the risk of leadership. Mm. Um, and it just like hit me at, at, you know, that kind of like early, you know, freshman year of high school that like, number one, it's a choice. Like your job is actually to serve others. Um, and then, you know, it was, it was reinforced pretty aggressively in the Marine Corps, um, we were, it was officer candidate school and uh, we're on the, like the parade deck and we're like literally like in our socks, like our feet are melting into the parade deck. We've been standing there for hours trying to get to the right answer that our, our gunnery sergeant was asking us, which was, why did we join the Marine Corps? Mm. Which we thought would be like an easy question, <laughs> right. and, you know, you know all, all over the map, right? Like the uniforms are cool. I like the sword. And and I was like, oh, got it. Like I joined because I wanted to lead Marines. And I mm-hmm. thought like for sure that was the answer he was looking for. And he lost it, like lost it on. And I was like, oh, now I'm really confused. <laughs> and, and it was a very painful uh, experience. And then he shared after uh, that, that like none of us are there to lead. We are all there to serve. And, you know, the Marines have a saying that officers eat last. Um, and like, you know, it's just... So, but, you know, it's, it's, um, things like that, that have stuck with me and, and frankly has been a real challenge, like in this role of like trying to balance the need to go generate revenue to make sure the organization is successful to spending time with my teammates and, um, and getting to know them and understand what makes them tick and, you know, feeling pulled in those different directions and not sure if, you know, I'm, I'm putting, uh, my energy is in the right areas. That's what I guess. That's what it means to me is that you know, and, and why it's you know so like imbued in my experience of these like you, you know very like distinct things that happen at you know an early age that left me you know with that mark. Mm, I love that. I love because you know what we don't realize is our childhood experiences shape our adult decisions. And that's exactly what just happened, right? You're here, you are on the football camp, basically, right? And just list, seeing the the example of what a leader looks like, you knew that at that age, like, okay, I'm going to be a leader. I'm going to serve people. So here you are facing the, the Marines and you're like, well, I'm here to lead others. Nope, 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 nope. <laughs> wrong answer. Nope. 
Right. You know, and, and, you know, you're just really, your answer is just shining through because we don't, as CEOs, we don't know the answers, right? It's all a new risk every single day of what we're doing, what we're creating, how we're moving forward. And so there is no plan that someone before us did. And now we're recre- doing the same thing. We're trying to leave it better than what we found it. Right. Yep. And so I love what you're doing with the bunker lab. So my question is, is how did you get involved? Like you were straight out of the Marines and you started a company or did you, you know, have some other path? And then you're like, wait, what is this bunker labs thing? Do I need to be involved? Yeah. In that? Uh, so I, when I, Left the Marine Corps. I, uh, I I was medically retired as a first lieutenant, and like I don't even have a cool story of like like what what happened? Did you get like injured in some big battle? It's like no, like I rolled my you know like I I was in training and my foot hurt, and then next thing I know I'm in Walter Reed and like your hip's broken, and it's like but it's wow, not actually, and and they're like well there's just but it's a is this weird like medical thing, and and honestly like I just felt like. I had um, that I was like a fraud that I, I, I joined the Marines, but I wasn't actually a Marine. I didn't like actually do anything. And I, here I was in Washington, D.C. in Quantico. Well, I'm like writing orders for my buddies to go to their next school and like ultimately go to war and then watching the news, uh, watching the war on the news. So when, when I left the Marines, I mean, like I, I left that chapter very unfinished and, and remember like breaking down in the stairwell in Quantico before I left being like, this is it. Like this is. This is what this is what this is what it's coming to. So I, I ended up taking a a job with a at the time a small privately held company um, called Sage Glass, and it was a, a, a commercial glass product. And they were trying to go public, and they're like, "Hey, here's some stock options. Go figure it out." And I was like, "That's incredible. Thank you." And I went and lived in Southern California. Uh, I rented a boat from some weirdo on Craigslist, and and lived in the marina and redondo beach for 300 bucks a, a month and um and you know and, and i had a really great mentor there the guy got my name del bankston i uh i realized that like i was i was decent at business uh i also like quickly understood like that was not the right industry and where i needed to be and i moved to austin texas when that company was acquired to help them grow it and i started a, a video interviewing company with another marine to help uh, better hire veterans. And it was like a lesson in how not to start a business. And we, you know, we, we spent a ton of money and i like put a racked up like a whole bunch of debt on my Amex. And, um, and it was ultimately just like a really awful partnership and we just like couldn't figure it out and, and ended up having like, you know, our partnership divorce. And it was painful. Uh, and I was in debt and I was trying to figure it out. And, you know, I'd luckily kept my corporate job. So I was able to like f- figure that out, but I, in the process of doing that, I got connected to Todd Connor, the guy that founded Bunker and mm-hmm. like our, our brothers, wives knew each other from church and somehow it all came together. And I get a phone call from Todd Connor. I'm standing on my front porch in Austin, Texas. And Todd says, Hey, we're going to launch the next greatest generation. Are you in or are you out? Mm-hmm. Um, and as any good Marine, I immediately said yes. And asked those zero clarifying questions um and he's like great we're gonna start a nonprofit." and i was like wait that's a terrible idea like i don't I, like i grew up poor like i don't want to be poor <laughs> like uh he's like just trust me it's it's the right way and you know and he was right and here we are seven you know almost eight years later and 
um, built this, you know, incredible organization focused on, you know, empowering the dreams, uh, entrepreneurial dreams of the military community. And, you know, and it's, it's, it's working and there's a lot that's not working and, you know, and we're doing it. And, you know, last night we hosted our uh, veterans and residents showcase. So last night we had 199 entrepreneurs in 22 cities on one night showcasing their stories and their ventures. And not only did we do that, but we like literally passed the guide on from one unit to the next. And the incoming cohort is 241 entrepreneurs. And they're, Love it. you know, so these almost 500 entrepreneurs were all together all across the country last night. And that's what's exciting about, about all this. But yeah, I got like, like most people in, uh, in Bunker Labs, I got suckered in by, by, by Todd and, uh, and the rest is history. Well, I got my first exposure to Bunker Labs probably back in the beginning when I did Startup Weekend and I pitched a software idea. And then just being in the startup community here in Kansas City, it was you know known that this Bunker Labs was going to start launch. We were going to, you know, kind of this Startup Weekend community was going to kind of help in whatever regards we could. And then it just kind of didn't. Right. Yep. It didn't go the way things are planned. Right. That happens. So for those of you who are listening uh, and I'll back up on at some point and I'll share how I now how I now am involved. But please share at some point to our listeners who are really thinking like, OK, you guys are talking about Bunker Labs like we all know, but I have no idea. What is sure. Bunker Labs? Yep. yep. So Bunker Labs is a national nonprofit focused on military and military spouses that are launching and growing businesses. So in 40 cities around the country, we, we run uh, programming to help entrepreneurs launch and grow their, their, their companies. And specifically what that looks like is three core programs. We run veterans and residents. So that's for early stage entrepreneurs. It's a six month business incubator. It's geographically located and it's open to different industries. Um, we run a program called CEO Circle with J.P. Morgan Chase and their commercial bank. And that is for companies that have higher revenue, typically around $5 million and more. It's a They're getting together quarterly in person and then monthly virtual. And it's a very like intense experience. And it's designed for uh, industry again, you know, cohorts, industry segments. And then we have our ambassador program. So ambassadors are our leaders on the ground. So right now it's about 80 leaders uh, in 40 cities that serve as servant leaders for their communities. And what that looks like is they're adopting a veterans and residents cohort. They're serving uh, in three ways. As a connector, they facilitate their weekly meetings, and they're growing their own businesses through the programming with with their fellow ambassadors. So they're getting together uh, three times a year with each other to be able to learn about, hey, here's what's going on in Columbus, Ohio, and Austin, and Nashville, and Houston, and, and, and LA. And so the punchline is, it's like we, Bunker Labs runs cohort-based programs, small unit programs for entrepreneurs that are military or military spouses. And our, our, our whole model is based on, you know, you're at your, your you know, topic here, of, you know, the power of investing in people. What we do is invest in small groups of leaders. So we just take small squads, whether it's the 22 cohorts from, from veterans and residents, or it's, you know, the, the 80 leaders that are split up into, you know, different groups around from, from ambassadors. So we just break that down into small groups of leaders. And, and we're saying we are going to invest a significant amount of time and money and resources into these leaders that are then going to go out and, and have an outsized impact. Mm. 
you know, I love, I love what you guys are about. My dad was a veteran and he uh, was an entrepreneur his whole life. You know, he was a farmer and then he owned the uh, fertilizer distributorship in the middle of Iowa. Right. And then he Mm -hmm. got divorced and he moved to Kansas city area and he opened a convenience store. So he was actually, and then he also was an employee too. He sold fertilizer for his pretty much his whole entire life, my whole childhood or my whole entire life anyway. And unfortunately, five, six months before he passed away, he shared with me that um, his story and I didn't know his story up until then. Right. So he was drafted to Korea, I believe in the Vietnam war, but I don't really know. Um, I haven't uh, gone through the, the, the records and the genealogy to actually figure it out, but he never really talked about it. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't say never. He didn't talk about it. I heard about it once. Wow. And he, you know, he said, as he was talking about this, this, his time there is that he shared the word. I didn't have a choice. Mm-hmm. And I just think about how I inherit, inherited that phrase, that mindset and how it's fear-based and mm-hmm. really thinking about how limiting that is. And I thought, man, that's why I've made the decisions I've made, you know, in relationships or jobs or whatever. I didn't think I had a choice to leave. And so for me now as a coach, I'm really helping and I can consult and I really help people see that they have a choice. Yeah. So I love that you are the choice to help veterans and military become entrepreneurs because I really think, first of all, I think everyone has a business in them. Right. And Mm -hmm. I think they're personally, I think everyone has a business in them and really it's of finding the right support and the right team to really help support you to take the next step. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's a a powerful story. And yeah, sad that you didn't get to hear that sooner. I, I, we, your your dad and I have uh, a very interesting common thread, and that's fertilizer. Those the, that high school football I was telling you about, our fundraiser every year was going around and selling fifty pound bags of fertilizer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure I still have, you know, a couple hundred pounds of fertilizer in my mom's garage uh, in Minnesota. But I was like. I never understood it why that was what we sold, but that's what we sold. And we'd go like lug around these 50 pound bags and sell them door to door. So, well, in the Midwest and farming country, that's, yeah. that's a great commodity to sell. Right. I guess. Right. <laughs> and then, yeah, exactly. And so then a couple of years ago, I was at a podcast conference and met like 300 people. And the last day I met this gentleman um, by our our mutual geared friend, James Van Buren, who said, tell me about what you do as a coach. And I said, oh, I transformed trauma into treasure. And he's like, oh, you need it. Have you considered working with veterans? And I was like, this is so crazy. You say this for the last several years, they keep showing up in my life. So hmm, I don't know, maybe, maybe I need to look into that. And within a series of just literally walking through doors I ended up meeting Joe Crane, our other mutual friend, who was the city leader in Kansas City. And so I had the opportunity to be, I guess, on, um, I don't even know what you call it, the volunteer team for having the the in-person bunker brews, I think is what it was called. I don't even know if you still do that back in January of 2020. And then, you know, the world changed. So everything was different. But, you know, I just love how one, there's it's. Everyone is a like-minded person, 
not only with the, the military background, but you have the entrepreneurial spirit. And there's something about that's unconventional in both of those types of worlds that is kind of like almost for me, because I this is how I grew up. I was kind of that uh, misfit uh, troublemaker kind of kid. So yeah. it, it just, you like immediately bond. Mm-hmm. And and even though I don't have the military background, my dad did. It was just, I have the entrepreneurial background. So it was just like, you just accepted. And that's the thing I really loved about the bunker labs community is that you, that's what you do have is an, just this amazing support and acceptance. So as you go forward as your role as CEO, what chief excitement officer now? So what yep. do you, what do you see for the future for bunker labs? I see an organization that helps people immediately connect to leaders that can open the right doors for them. You know, we're taking a very focused approach here. Um, you know, we, um, in order to get to where we, where we are, you know, in 2019, we did 200 live events with 17,000 people in 2020, mm-hmm. you know, we did like zero. Um, right. So the structure that we've put in place is a really clean structure. So folks can apply and they can be a part of those, those programs. You know, we can meet them where they are in their journey. Um, I think the thing that I'm really excited about is this, is this uh, ambassador program, because what we're trying to do is create America's entrepreneur core. We are saying like, we have a peace Corps, We have organizations like teach for America. We have some of these really you know, incredible organizations that do great work. And I think there are two things that, that can change. Um, well, there, you know, there are many, but I think there are two primary things that can, can uplift a society. And I think it's education and I think it's entrepreneurship. And, you know, the number one determining factor of somebody's success is do they have a, a thriving network? Uh, these are very solvable problems and we can, you know, you're, you're in Kansas city, you know, uh, you, you know, the home of Kaufman. And I hope, I hope Kaufman is listening because, we're, we we want to take some of the, some of the work that's done there and be the largest organization. And I think we probably are close to that now on the ground, actively building networks that we then say, all right, we're going to take a small unit of, of leaders for six months and we're going to try to rally America's business leaders and civic leaders around them. Uh, and that's it. And that's what we're focused on doing. And I think, you know, 10, 20, 30 years from now that like, I would love this, like the idea of this entrepreneur core to become you know, a massive core of leaders that are, are doing this, not only not only uh, uh, around the country, but around the world. Um, and, you know, right now we're in the phase where it's like, we got to stay really focused. We got to stay on it. We got to like operationally figure out how to execute it. And that's the thing that, um, you know, I'm excited for because it's, what it's doing is just tapping into the strengths and the passions of local leaders and, and helping them kind of unleash that. Um, and doing it in a really like professional experience where you're, you're connected to all these other leaders. So, um, yeah, that's, that, that's the thing that I'm excited. We kicked it off in November in Chicago. You know, I, I'm looking forward to, you know, 10 years when, um, you know, we come back and nobody knows who we are. And, you know, there's, there's, you know, thousands of these leaders and, and, uh, we can just kind of like mill about and hear the great stories of what these people have done. I love it. I love it. I love that you are also a visionary because you're looking towards the future. And I think that's just such a huge key um, trait that for CEOs really need to have is to see how can we take what we have, make it better and then grow and expand. 
Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Cause not many people are like share their secrets. So thanks for sharing. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> hey, look, none of it's for proprietary. Look, I, you know, I always joke that, you know, if, if anybody wanted to to beat the Marines, all they have to do is, is read our, our books. Cause everything they're very, you know, a Marine Corps doctrine is, is publicly, but you go to Amazon right now and buy MCDP one warfighting. But what you can't buy is the culture and the ethos and, and the grit. And that's like, it, and the execution, right? So none of what we're doing at Bunker is, is, is proprietary. What it comes down to is like, you know, what, you know, what, what, what it comes down to is our values. Like we, you know, we have five core values that we live by and that has been what helped us navigate through the pandemic and helped us, you know, focus the organization. And, and, and now we're having this incredible, you know, experience coming out the other end of it. So do you care to share those values with us? Yeah. So, I mean, so number one is we love building the community and we love who we build, we build it with, you know, number two is we work smart. Uh, number three is we get it done and we take extreme ownership over it. Number four is that we're fearlessly authentic. So we're just like, we're real about who we are. And, and last is that we're magnanimous and we're self-aware. And so I, I had to look up what magnanimous meant and figure out how to spell it and say it. But, you know, it's really about, you know, having low ego or no ego and, and thinking long-term and not being the one that needs to win and turning the other cheek and being the bigger person, you know, and, and that's hard, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we live by those and, um, you know, and when we have, we've done really well. And we've, we've, you know, exceeded expectations. And when we haven't, it's been really shitty. Uh, and so, um, you know, that's something that um, yeah, I think all, all organizations need to be really clear about, like, what's their core. And it needs to be, like, real and not like a, you know, a set of, you know, values on the wall that, that don't mean anything. Um, and it's hard. Uh, and it's, like, constant. And you know, and it's day to day. And, but like having that true North allowed us to say like, all right, well, is this within our values? Yes or no? Okay. No. All right. What are we going to do about it? Or yes. Then like, all right, let's roll. So as a a company or a nonprofit, how do you, and it's spread out, we'll put it that way, a spread out company. How do you ensure or touch base with that everyone is on board with those values. Cause I can't imagine all the people in all the cities, all the 40 cities that you talked about, you know, you probably have several hundred people in order to like, for lack of a better word, vet them, uh, that they are also in alignment with your values. Yeah. I mean, look, we, so by, by no means do we have it figured out and we're aware of that and we try to push for it. So, the bottom line is like good people will regulate each other. And, and that's kind of like what we're, what we're trying to do here is get, you know, leaders on board that are going to say, all right, no, that's not like, that's not in line with what we're supposed to do. Um, now, because we focused on small groups, we're able to now get those groups together, whether, you know, whether it was virtually over time or now, now back in person um, and have create these distinct experiences uh, and, not only show those values or, or like talk about them, but also show them and live them. So, you know, we did um, uh, a guide on presentation at our, our, our showcase last night. So we, you know, we passed, you know, the unit flag from, from one unit to the next. And when we were in um, our ambassador uh, session in Chicago, you know, we talked about like, this is about the community. This is about extreme ownership. This is about being authentic to who we are and this, 
this one, you know, cultural element, a guy on represents those things. And it's not just about having a prop on stage. It's about something that bonds us together. And it also serves like an interesting tactical thing because when you're asking for press to show up, they're like, I'm covering a pitch competition. That's not super visually interesting. So we're like, but a guy on presentation and they're like, what is that? So, you know, there, there is some like, you know, a little bit of uh, theatrics there for, for the press, but, but I mean, that, that guide on like, they'll place their, their battle streamer on that says veterans and residents, 21 alpha, like we completed this. And then the next one, or I guess 21 Bravo. And then the incoming one, they won't put that on for six months. Like they, they have to earn that. Um, and so, um, you know, the military has all these cool traditional and, and cultural elements that, We've we've um, you know selectively brought some of those into uh, bunker uh, without trying to get too motivated on it because as a marine we can get a little uh, a little aggressive on it but because uh, I never think it's enough uh, but <laughs> yeah so it's it's having elements like that uh, that are like okay got it like we are we are going to hold this flag together we are going to move forward together I love it. I love it because you're, what you're really doing is setting the tone, right? You're setting the standard yep. for, you know, by being the example. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So, uh, you know, we could cl- cl- clearly talk all day long cause there's just yeah. so much goodness wrapped up in bunker labs and, and what you're doing and where you're going. So uh, I just want to know, is there a, um, a defining moment that you went from, you know, here I am a Marine when you were transitioning out to, okay, I think I really want to start a business. I know you talked about it, but was there more of a yes, a drive that's in deep inside a passion? Maybe it was something that was kind of lingering years before, because a lot of times my listeners are people who are in some sort of transition, whether it's from the military back to civilian life or it's in a different job, if it's a job to now they're thinking about starting their own business. So was there a defining moment for you that you were like, you know what, I just, I got to do this. I got to start my own business. Yeah. So uh, there, there were two. So I was on active duty. Uh, I was on, I was, I was like literally on duty overnight. I was in Camp Pendleton. uh, And my, my one job was to make sure that I had the coffee ready for the Colonel at like He's zero three thirty. I was like, why is he getting up at three thirty in the morning? That's insane. And I'd never made a cup of coffee before, so I put all the grounds and the water into the. And I'm like, this wasn't work. <laughs> so when I finally figured it out, it was very, very thick coffee. Uh, <laughs> and so the, the colonel comes out, grabs his coffee, and he's like, takes a sip, kind of like grunts, and he's like, hey, uh, you look like you look like you like that business stuff. You should go to Syracuse. Good day. And I was like, what? Uh, what? And, and I, I applied to the, at the time it was called EBB, the entrepreneurial Boot Camp for veterans at Syracuse university. And I met Mike Haney, who's now, you know, I think the chancellor or vice chancellor of the university and, and created this incredible organization called IVMF. And, you know, they're, they're creating an impact across the entire veteran landscape. And I got there. I had a corporal that I was working for at the time forge my paperwork so that I could have leave. And um, and I spent ten days at Syracuse University and understood that like these were these were my people and this is where I needed to go. And I wasn't sure how I was going to get there or what that looked like, uh, but they were good people. They wanted to do big things and they wanted to do it for the right reasons. Um, and 
So, you know, I did that work for a number of years, bounced around. And then that, like when, when Todd uh, and I connected, I was like, got it. This is actually how I do that. Um, mm. And uh, you know, that, that moment um, was what put me on this path. And then this past um, November in Washington, DC, two blocks from the white house with JP Morgan, we launched our CEO circle and where I'm standing in front of 43 CEOs, average revenue is 13.9 million. They're creating hundreds of jobs across the country. And I'm like literally in tears because this was like where I would go when I was trying to figure out how to navigate my career as a Marine and how to, how to serve. Um, and because of bunker labs and because of JP Morgan, here I am quite literally fulfilling that, uh, that, you know, goal that I set, you know, I told my mom when I was nine years old, I was going to be an officer in the Marine Corps. And there I was feeling like, all right, like we're finally doing it. And, and it's also really exciting to be like, and we're just getting started. But yeah, I was, I was a mess uh, for that because I was so excited and just like, you know, thinking back of, you know, where I was uh, years ago to, to that and to know that here, these group of leaders were now going to get something out of it. And really all, all we were doing was engineering the environment for them to be together, mm-hmm. right? Like it's actually not about like our job is to be a guide. And by not making it about us, they take ownership and make it about them, you know, and they're going to go have an impact. And so that felt like I was finally, well, I never got my platoon in the Marine Corps. This kind of felt like, all right, like we got it a little bit here. Mm, well, your story definitely brings tears to my eyes. So thank you for sharing that. That's a a full circle moment, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm really grateful. It, it's funny how that kind of happens like that. I met another gentleman at that uh, podcast movement, that podcast conference, and he uh, actually knew another friend of mine or another another person. We got connected. Long story short, here we are a year and a half later, because this all kind of came about in August of 19, but now, and then, but now it started kind of really unfolding in like March of 2020. And so uh, several um, Air Force guys and Army veterans and a Navy veteran and myself and uh, an Air Force veteran have gotten together and created this whole like podcast network and for us, really, it's about yeah. us and, and helping each other out and supporting us. It's not about, you know, we're going to go out and save the world of podcasting, but <laughs> it was really just about connecting with other like-minded people and the support. And it's like, I was sitting there when I, we, we just did a launch actually just last week and we were doing a video on Zoom, an interview. And it's literally like, I know every single person here and it's like, and somehow I connected people to get to that person to get to that person. I'm like, oh my, how did this all like, wow, it's such a, I, I totally know what you mean because it's such a full circle moment that um, I hope our listeners or anyone who watches this that really gets to be able to have that in their own life mm-hmm. because you did it, you took a choice, made a choice, stepped into your leadership role all of these things started to happen. So thank you for taking that, making that choice. Well, yeah, thank you. It's been a hell of a ride and uh, I'm excited to continue the work. Awesome. 
So with all of everything that you've said and the things that you're doing, um, what do you want to be remembered for? What would be your legacy? Uh, that's a great question. Um, so I have three kids. Uh, we have a um, four-year-old little girl, a two-year-old uh, son, and, and a newborn. Um, and, you know, I'd be lying. So, like, I mean, I, I've, since I was a little kid, I was like, I'm going to be a billionaire because I want to make uh, a lot of money so that I can make a, a massive impact. I talk, We t- kind of talked earlier, my wife and I talked about this of, like, starting a foundation around education and entrepreneurship, you know, like I, to your point of like, I want, you know, people to know that they can, like, they have a choice. Um, I want people to know that like they, they can Im- improve, uh, and they can be leaders, uh, and that, um, and that they should also do it for the right reasons. Um, yeah, I grew up a single mom, like kind of, you know, you know Blue, I mean, she was a teacher, but like, I mean, we didn't have, we didn't have any money. Money was always like an evil thing. Uh, mm-hmm. And I'm like a capitalist to, to the core. Uh, Cause I believe that like entrepreneurship can change people's families, trees. And um, my, my four-year-old is, you know, either going to be, um, you know, like a dictator of a, a small country or, um, you know, an astronaut or like this, she is, she is a natural born leader. And, mm-hmm. you know, and I want to see, uh, her and, and, you know, my other two, like find their path in life, um, and, and to support them in that. Uh, and I'd like to be able to do that for, for other people. Mm. Well, I can already tell you, you are, you're living your legacy right now. So, uh, it, what a, what a great gift that you're doing. Thank you. Thank you. So, so how can people connect with you? I know we, we, we connected on LinkedIn, but is there, uh, their website, social media, any of the other yeah. things. Yeah. So, so I'm, I'm most active on LinkedIn. Um, yeah. So, I mean, my email is just Blake.Hogan at bunkerlabs.org. So anybody can shoot me a note there. Say we met on the podcast or you heard the podcast. Yeah. So bunkerlabs.org is the best place to go find out about the organization, to find out about those three core programs and, and our workshop series and, and our, our online community, uh, you know, my call to action, if you're listening to this, is go to bunkerlabs.org and find, pick your favorite city or your favorite industry and reach out to an entrepreneur and connect with them. Um, you know, the world is uh, can be an overwhelming place and uh, we have lots of challenges and there, you know, people wonder, well, how can I make a difference? Like, well, you can connect with one person uh, and, and that will make a difference and that's important. Uh, so that's my very simple ask right now is, is if, if you're listening, go to the website, find a program or a person that you want to connect to and, and connect. Um, and yeah, I'm available and happy to you know talk with people. And this this is the part I love. I'll do this. I can do this all day. Uh, so thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Thank you for being here. This was awesome and sharing your your fun stories. This was great. And and so I'm also curious. So two things. One. If uh, someone is like in a city that is not listed on your, on Bunker Labs, can, do they still reach out? Do they, are there other options for them? Yeah, great question. So you can uh, request, particularly with our programs so veterans and residents, you can say, hey, I would really love to launch a veterans and residents in Kansas City or in Sacramento. And we track those. Um, and so we have a pull model versus a push model now. So if we're going to launch in a, in a new community, we're doing it because we're being pulled in by the community and because there's a demand and 
people can can very much say, hey, I want to, I'd like to see this happen here and, you know, and, and fill in the blank city. Um, and while, you know, if there's, there's enough demand, then we will absolutely uh, bring, uh, you know, the, the, you know, open up the process to, to, to making that happen. Awesome. Thank you. So there is a, an options for those of you who are not um, living in a city that is listed. Yeah. Awesome. And I would say, I would say, think of it more like this, that, uh, that there is the, there is the opportunity and the challenge to build a, a bunker labs and more specifically build the, 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 uh, you know, the, the need where eight to 10 entrepreneurs would be a part of a six month cohort twice a year. Uh, and so if you're like, Hey, I, I'm a leader, I'm locally connected. Um, I'm authentically engaged with the community. I think I can help recruit eight to 10, uh, you know, other entrepreneurs twice a year, uh, six months at a time. Then it's like, okay, got it. Like there is a path to doing this. It's a very clean path. Um, and, uh, and, and it's like, we're, so we're not going to do it for you. Like we have a path and, and we have, we'll provide the funding and the resources and, and surround you with other leaders. But if it's going to be successful, it has to be driven by by folks that want to see that that happen. So, um, so that's that's the difference. So much like the Marine Corps, we're like, you know, it, it's like, oh yeah, we don't think you have what it takes, and, and it's like it suckers all of us. Right? And you're like, oh, oh yeah, I'll prove, I'll prove you wrong, right? <laughs> Which brings me to my next question. Um, so, do you have to have a do you have to have be a military or military spouse in order to reach out or to be an ambassador or to just you know kind of be a facilitator of some a volunteer? No, you do not. So um, the, our programming um, is, is uh, military veterans, spouses, uh, and, and their family members. Uh, and we have volunteers that you know maybe they're uh, that, that don't have a, an, an immediate connection to the military. We have people that you know they had a family member that were were there. Uh, the whole reason we started Bunker Labs was because our professional networks were terrible. We we only had our military network, so we we are actively and aggressively um, challenging the business uh, leaders and civic leaders of this country uh, to step up and connect to, to the military entrepreneurs in, in, in their community. So, and, and they can do that by, you know, by volunteering, by, by being a supporter, by investing in, in companies, by doing business with those companies uh, or, or serving in a formal role as an ambassador. I love it. Thank you. Thank you for clarifying that. And like I said, just so many, so many goodness that's coming out of this. And like I said, I'm so glad to have been able to watch it from the very beginning to where you're at now and how much it's grown. So I can't wait to see the next chapter for you guys. Well, thank you. I, it's been an honor and hopefully we can uh, uh, reignite Kansas City. And uh, thank you so much for having me on the show. Uh, thank you. And I have one question before you leave. I yep. always like to leave with this question of what phrase, scripture or mantra are you living by right now? I mean, it has to be the Marine Corps Semper Fidelis, always faithful. I love it. Always faithful. Well, thank you, Blake. You've been, uh, it's just been an honor and a pleasure to have you. Well, it's all mine. Thank you so much. And thank you for listening to The Power of Investing in People. If you took some notes and was following along, because I, how could you not take notes? Blake's just full of so much amazing information. And uh, please check out bunkerlabs.org to find out more information, but you can also go to Apple Podcasts and give this show a five-star review. And until next time, let's get fired up.
What is up, good people? Josh White here from the Hero Front Podcast, and I want to thank you for taking a minute to hear what I'm all about. Look, if you stop by Hero Front, you're going to hear inspirational stories from some of the greatest heroes around the world. This includes leaders in business, inspiring authors, innovative entrepreneurs, and motivational speakers. Now, the one thing that they all have in common is they will all share stories of resilience, and their hope is to inspire those struggling with their mental health or looking to step up their game to the next level. Some of these heroes you are very familiar with, and others you have never heard of them until now. Speaking from personal experience, I have struggled greatly and failed many, many times. My goal to you, the listener, the viewer, is to inspire you, to give you that purpose that I was searching for all my life, to give you the tools to succeed, to let you know that you are not alone, and to hopefully give you the courage to take that first step. You're not alone. I got your back. So come on by the Hero Front Podcast every Wednesday, and we'll get after it together.